Now, it's time for the Varsity Radio Show. Here's your host, Seth Henniger. What's up, guys? We are so glad to be back here with you on 88.5 JFM. And what makes every Varsity show great, I believe, it's the guys and girls who come into this room. And I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine, all the way from California. He's a professional fisherman, Philip Dutra. How are you, man? Dude, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Seth. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Philip's way cooler than I am. So anyway, <laughs> I also want to introduce, we call him the Willy Wonka Radio he makes the Oompa Loompas appear. He makes magic happen. He slides the sliders, pushes the buttons, and makes the memes come up in front of our face. Steven Spiegel. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day. We've got a really good show lined up. We're talking about some fishing today. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. Man, and when you live at Lake Gunnersville, you can't figure that out enough, right? Uh, so- <laughs> Lake Gunnersville is the capital for, you guys I don't know, of bass fishing really in the country. It is the epicenter of tournament bass fishing wow that's phenomenal phil was telling me this lake gunnersville is the new york yankee stadium mm-hmm. of bass fishing wow but we are gonna have freshman caden randall's and junior landon black from the dar fish team man they're excited to meet you philip i'm excited <laughs> to meet them man it, it's really cool that they have high school fishing now they didn't have that right. when i grew up so it's really cool yeah it's a big deal around here hey and what else is a big deal Meme of the week. Memes of the week. We're going to check these out. And I think this is hilarious because it, if you know anything about eggs, actually my neighbor introduced me to his chicken yesterday. He has a chick. He calls her Betty White. She's cooler than sliced bread. I, you know, <laughs> Betty White was born before sliced bread. But these memes are extra special, I think. I don't know if you've ever watched House Hunters. It's a show where they go into the houses and they have this budget. And it says, and it's got this guy. It says, stay at home, dad. And it says, this is the wife. It says, uh, resells eggs online. Budget, $3.69 million. <laughs> right? <laughs> Eggs have become the new legacy thing. I, you know, when I went over to my neighbor's house, I suggested this. I painted my chicken coop. Egg production tripled in only three days, right? He painted it like KFC. Like, I'll show you what's going to happen. And then the other egg meme, it cracks me up. Wealth in 2019, actually, was it was money. It was money. 2020, it was toilet paper. Right? Yes. You know? (laughs) I remember that. 2021, it was lumber. And then 23, what defines well? Eggs. Eggs. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But true. And and then how about you read this one right here, Philip? This is so true. I don't know how you like your steak, but. Well done is for good and faithful servants, not steaks. You're welcome. Right? (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah. Well done. Do you eat your steak well done? No, rare. Okay. Gotta have yeah. it rare. Yeah, you wouldn't want it well done. No. Well done is for good and faithful servants, not steaks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Duh. A little slow. That's okay. And this kills me. It's a picture of this giant barbecue. And it says thousands of people plan to attend a barbecue in front of the home of a vegan Australian woman who took her neighbors to court over the smell of meat cooking in their own backyard. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. It is. And then this. I just witnessed a lady throw away the center of a cinnamon roll. Mm. I'm talking about the center Mm. of a cinnamon roll. The greatest bite of a cinnamon roll. The reason you get the cinnamon roll. 
the center of the cinnamon roll. This world is full of monsters. (laughs) Monsters. I tell you where there's no monsters, and that's the Charburger, and you got to eat one of the burgers. What'd you think, Phil? Great burger. I live right behind it. I go there all the time. They make a killer burger. You just just walked there today. I do. I do. It's 100 yards down the road. I mean, he's blessed with heavenly manna (laughs) down the road. That's not fair. Uh, but the ha- the Char Burger, it's the home of the famous Char Grill Wildcat Burger, Philly Cheesesteaks, and Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings. Then there's B&B Video Games. They have a video game retail store in the front. They have an 80s-style arcade in the back, right by the Pizza Hut, because if you think of the 80s, there had to be a Pizza Hut by the video game place. Mm. It had to happen. And so it's so appropriate. That's B&B Video Games. Hey, we're going to take a quick minute and we're going to go to a music break, but we will be back with FCA Moment of the Week. So there's some stories I'm going to talk to you about, some things I'm really excited about. One, and you're just getting into Alabama football, Phillip. Mm-hmm. So he lives with an Auburn fan, Stephen. Oh, no. You know, Sp- uh, Split House. Yeah, yeah. Split House. W- wife is Auburn fan. Omar's. <laughs> He's a he's a Bama fan, kind of. Is his wife a Bama fan? She, they're, they're both kind of blended now. They used to be hardcore, and I think they've kind of come to the middle and blended a little bit. They okay. root for both. Okay, yeah. Well, this year, basketball season's been really good for Alabama. You know, I used to live <laughs> in North Carolina, and in North Carolina, basketball rules. So you got North Carolina and Duke hate each other as bad as Alabama does Auburn. I mean, the rivalry's that bad. Alabama basketball, they're actually 17-2 and now for the first time since the 76-77 season. What an impressive start. For the first time since 2002-2003, I didn't even know they were this good then. They are number two in the top 25. That's insane. We're supposed to be good at football. That's <laughs> so, crazy. Basketball, I'm excited about that. The rise to power for Alabama basketball, what a big deal. And uh, we're excited about that. Also talking about Alabama. I saw the stat, and I I was so impressed that over Nick Saban's terms, Alabama has produced $1.94 billion for former players and coaches under Nick Saban. Wow. That's insane. That's truly insane. That's a whole lot of money. He's on a whole nother level. He is. And maybe so, he was, uh, maybe give a little advice to the basketball uh, coach. Maybe that's why we're you know, doing so good. I will say, because of the money he's brought in, I believe they were finally able to purchase a nice basketball coach. Thank yeah. the Lord. But for the first time in the history of the NFL, there are 70 players from Alabama in the NFL. Crazy. 70 and I was so happy about this. I don't know how you feel about it, but they fired the two coordinators. You know, God answers prayers, Philip. God yes, answers yes. Amen. even for things like this. <laughs> and I have wanted the defensive and offensive coordinator of Alabama gone. And God answered me. He's so good. And so just breaking, Bill O'Brien took a job with the New England Patriots as their offensive coordinator wow praise god so did you watch any bama games this i year? did i even went to, <laughs> i even went to one of them oh yeah which yeah. one did you go to? i went to the very first game what'd you uh, think it was crazy you know coming from california college football is nothing and college football is USC, everything out here UCLA, yeah but there, yeah. it's not it's not the the, the culture is not like what it is not here like in alabama here. it's absolutely insane um so yeah i'm just trying to 
play speed catch up on you know college football Alabama. Yeah. Um, I did watch quite a few of the games. Is really cool watching Bryce Young play. I've been a big football fan my whole yeah. life. NFL and he was from California. That's right. So yeah, yeah, that's right. So he's a beast. He is. I I'm really looking forward to seeing who he plays for in the NFL. They're projecting him to be. Uh, actually, the draft I saw today projecting him to go number one in the NFL draft doesn't, doesn't surprise so, me. Number two projection. Will Anderson Jr., mm. our defensive yeah. guy, which is phenomenal. Also, cool things I've noticed, the guys who've really stood out, Pro Bowl vote leaders by position for the AFC, Tua Taglavoa, got voted number one. To, wow. they, he was a high leader in that. And Jalen Hurt, who for the first time in 40 years... An Alabama quarterback has finally won a playoff game in the NFL. Wow. And so, he just broke that streak Sunday. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Jalen Hurts is killing it. Uh, Also, Devontae Smith sets the Eagles' single-season record for catches for a receiver for the history. These are all Bama players. It's just amazing. Was that history for the Eagles or for for NFL? Uh, For the Eagles, which is pretty cool. (laughs) The FCA Moment of the Week. And with us today, we've had him for three weeks in a row. He's becoming a regular. He's really quite fantastic. He's got a beautiful beard. His name, Carter Duncan. How are you? Man, I am awesome. So glad y'all let me come back after two weeks in a row. Right? I'm a little bit of a streak now, which is good. You're on a good streak. You're on a good streak. And I'd like to say, I think this is at least two out of the three times you've been in your car. This is nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm outside of a, a Walmart in the parking lot right now to buy some supplies to, to, to bring a softball team some dinner tonight. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, Carter, you are everything FCA. So tell us what is going on in the wonderful world of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Man, I, it, it, I'm, I'm almost, I, I can't be there yet because there's still a lot of school year left, but I'm almost in full-blown summer mode, uh, getting ready for this next coming up week because we are about, I, I reckon, say it's Wednesday, so about 10 days away from our, our intern interest meeting, which is going to be huge. I love the internship. It's my favorite part of what we do at FCA. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that or not, but it really is. I love the summer internship, getting to spend a whole summer uh, discipling and working and serving uh, with, with high school students and college students that want to be part of summer with FCA, working our camps and, and uh, getting to know the Lord more. Uh, so that's 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 very, very, very exciting. Uh, Northeast, or sorry, NorthAlabamaFCA.org. If you know someone who needs to needs to intern with FCA, make sure to, to get the word out to them, you know, so they can get the word out to us and we can get them down and get them the information they need and we can start moving forward with that. What age usually interns with you guys? Yeah, so ages and, and typically we have rising juniors and rising seniors in high school. Uh, this year we have uh, high school graduates that are going to intern with us uh, that are going into their their summer uh, or their summer before college. Yeah, and then have uh, our summer staff is full. So if you want to do summer staff, that's that's already filled up. That's typically more the college age students that come back and help lead the interns during the summer. We might we might have a few uh, interns that are just, just finished their freshman year of college. That's that's allowed. You can do that. <laughs> but that's typically don't see a whole lot of those. But we may have one or two of those based on people I've talked to this year. Love it, love it. What else is going on? You got intern interest mu- meeting. Give us one more thing. Man, huddles are ramping up right now uh, for the year. We got 
uh, huddles that didn't meet in the in the fall, and they're, they're meeting in the spring now. So they're still getting some huddles in before the end of the year. So if there's not a huddle uh, at the school that you're at or that you care about, and you think, man, it's too late in the year, it's not. That's a lie from the devil. You know, it's never right. too late to get started on your campus and get things going for the year. Uh, I, I'm plan. I'm meeting with some students this afternoon to plan a huddle uh, for for uh, a school that didn't have one last semester, and they're going to have one this semester. It's going to be great. And so it's uh it's rocking and rolling. Still plenty of time to get a few helpers in before the end of the year and uh, get the gospel into the schools, get the gospel onto the teams, uh, into the hallways. It's kind of uh, a really strong way to finish the year out. Love it. And huddles, to me, they're small groups in the schools. And so, man, you guys are making such a significant difference. Uh, me and you, Carter, we've gotten to work together lately. But what, yeah. what a cool difference. Uh fellowship of christian athletes makes in each school so thank you so much for coming on here absolutely i appreciate you man and i hope it goes good and i hope they leave you a little slice of pizza at least i feel bad yeah. for you i want to make sure you're okay hey, pizza's one of the parts of the job you know That's right. <laughs> take care yeah. of carter oh yeah for sure we can hashtag that or something <laughs> i'll probably Let's let, let's put a pin in that one. We can come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Tell them your website real quick, and we're going to go. NorthAlabamaFCA.org. NorthAlabamaFCA.org. Good to talk to you, Carter. Yes, sir. Always good to talk to you, too, Seth. you got to tell me how fishing is. You ever, like, what kind of songs come up in your head when you're... Because it's quiet out there. I know it is mm -hmm. at some point. So what runs through your head during that moment, uh, you know? so to be honest with you there's so much going through my head fishing um is a lot of stressful situational when you're a tournament fisherman right so a tournament fishing is a little bit different right, right. there's eight hours things got to go so my head i don't have a lot of time but i do actually what calms me down a lot of times i'll put my earpiece in and i'll listen to christian music at, when i'm fishing because it actually calms me down because my my head's going too fast sometimes right. so um and i just change it up i listen to everything uh, worship music it could be like uh like a christian country rap or it could be anything just as long as it's christian you say christian country rap yeah they have them They're, yeah there's even i want you to play some christian country rap for me <laughs> right i need i need I to experience i have a couple this. artists i follow that uh they're really cool it's it's like a nice little blend of it's christian obviously yeah 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 it's got the twang so there's like one group called whosoever south and then there's another uh lathan warlock or something like that is his name yeah uh but yeah so they, yeah I'd, christian country rap rap yeah nice yeah so I, yeah that, I like that yeah it kind of like <laughs> calms you down but pumps you up it keeps i don't know it just keeps my mind from i think rolling too much about the stressful day or so what's it like being a tournament fisher um it, you know it's amazing i get to travel all over the country um there's different levels in tournament fishing from the national level where i go all the way you know from new york to florida to texas everywhere in between um, or there's the more regional levels where guys will do it just in the, you know, an hour radius from their home, or there'll just be a local to one lake. Um, I love it. I love the travel. I love the competition. Um, I love the obstacles and it's a giant puzzle. Bass fishing is so complex because there's so many, uh, variables that come into it, weather, uh, temperatures of water, clarity, water, every lake you're at, there's so much going on and you're competing against a living creature, um, along with competing against the people that you're competing against. So there's a lot that goes into it um, to, to try to keep it short, but uh, it's a lot of mental. You, there's no coach, 
there's no teammates. Uh, some some of the smaller tournaments, you have a team partner, one guy, right? Right. But like when you're on the national level, you're by yourself. So you are your coach. You're there's nobody to sound anything off of, but your own self, right? Yeah. And so I think that's what's unique about bass fishing too is it's all on you. You're out there on the water for eight hours, ten hours by yourself, and you, you know, there's nobody to fall back on. It's just all you. And I love that part of the sport. So, yeah. 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 So what's the best you've ever done? Um, I won, uh, for those of you guys that understand or know bass fishing, I won angler of the year, which means, so it's like winning like a points race, you know, and any other thing. I won that last year on the West coast in the biggest circuit they have out West. And then I've won three big pro-ams. So there's different styles of tournaments. The pro-ams are the, generally the bigger ones. So I won, uh, three of those back home in California. And then this last year, 2022 was my rookie season on the national tour out here. I made the championship, which means you're in the top 50 out of, there's 160 guys that fish through the year. They take the top 50 to the championship. I did that, and so that was huge, especially my rookie year. Never fished uh, east of Nevada until 12 months ago. So that was a, wow. That was that was that was for me. That was a, a big accomplishment. Now you're Alabama. Now I'm Alabama, ready to go. Roll Tide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. So you are now in Gunnersville. How is it different than California? Whew. What's not different? Right. Um. You know, everything from, you know, I, I lived in a big city in California, so I lived in the Bay Area, 45 minutes outside of San Francisco. So much smaller. Uh, everything's green here. You know, essentially, we kind of live like in a forest, you know, on on the lake, which is amazing compared to where I was from. You yeah. know, millions of people, homes every, just everywhere, buildings everywhere. People are amazing uh, out here. The culture is awesome. I feel much safer. Love it. Um, and then, you know, the fishing is you know, again, like you stated earlier, the, the, the West coast, there's a lot of really cool stuff that comes out of the West and bass fishing, but it's really like the redheaded stepchild. It's, it's, it is looked at a lot differently. Right. Um, although a lot of the greatest anglers come from the West. Yeah. And then, uh, being back here though, it feels like I'm in Yankee stadium. So for me, you know, it's, it's almost like a kid playing baseball in the Dominican Republic. He makes the MLB. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm back here and I'm on that tour. It's right. I didn't grow up in this culture here where bass fishing is everything. You know, um, bass fishing is like, I mean, it's not as big as college football, but compared to where I'm from. It's a big deal. Oh, it's huge out here. So uh, I love it. I love the culture. I love the competition. I love everything. Gunnersville, uh, amazing place to live. Amazing place to live. Everybody that's come from California, that my friends and family, they're like, I want to buy a home here, and they're all wanting to move here. So, I'm glad we made the move. This Philip is getting people to move here. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few. We actually have already got a few. My my in laws moved here. My best friend moved here, and we're working on a few others. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I met some of them. Yeah, really you met cool. all, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's awesome, man. And uh, what are you most looking forward to this year? Uh, the tour. I got my goals now this year are not. Uh, last year they were to prove to myself that I could compete back here this year they're to make the Bass Pro Tour which is the highest circuit in the country the top 80 guys in the country yeah. so working on that that's awesome man yeah I'm excited for you yeah I'm super excited we start in 10 days I, I take off in first tournaments in Florida so really excited wow yeah close to the ocean really close it's Lake Okeechobee so it's all the way down there like tour almost at the very tip of Florida you know at the end nice so yeah it's a long drive it for <laughs> it's like 13 hours yeah but I like driving yeah, you t told me, what, New York? You drove to New York? 19 hours I did in one day. Upstate New York, all the way to Canada, yeah. That's a lot. The Clutch Moment. Yeah, and today, and I think I got the perfect guy to talk to, I'm going to talk about taking risk. Mm. And so, the first thing I want to ask you, I'm really interested in this question, because you look like a guy that likes to have fun. I do. And so, yeah. <laughs> and, and I've known you for a little while. 
So, what is the riskiest thing that you've ever done? <sighs> I thought about that for a while. I think, honestly, is really just moving across the country with my wife and kids, uh, away from everything I knew. All my family, all my friends knew ha- had no clue what I was gonna. You know, were we gonna make friends? What, how was life gonna be here? Yeah. You know, that was that was a huge risk. You know. Yeah. So it's uh that would I, I think out of everything in my life because no one in my family's ever really moved ever away from like a. 50 mile radius for as long, you know, so I got a huge family, like 30 something cousins, uncles, aunts, nines, uncles and aunts. And yeah, so everybody for the most part is there. So for me to make that move was, uh, in certain ways, obviously didn't risk my life, but you know, uh, the mental state family, all that. Right. Uh, risk. I think if I'm going to talk about risk, I need to define it first. And so risk is a situation involving exposure to danger are to expose someone or something valued to danger, harm, or loss. And uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul says uh, about taking risk, he says, uh, for we live by faith, not by sight. That's what the NIV says, or, or the new living, for we live by believing and seeing. And so he talks on a deeper level about this, uh, in the first letter to Corinthian to the Corinthian church in First uh, Corinthians thirteen eleven through twelve, when he says, "When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know is partial and incomplete. But then." I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. See, faith is stepping forward. Even the uh, even the things that you don't see uh, as the step in front of you. And I've seen, it's been a while, but I've seen movies and stuff where they literally, they were like on a treasure hunt. And there's this big gap, right? And they have to step forward in what they can't see only to find out that there was a bridge or there was a staircase or something like that. And faith is a lot like that. And Hebrews defines it in Hebrews 11.1. It says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of the things that we cannot see. So I want to talk about things uh, about taking risk. The first thing I want to say is risk is a necessary component of progress. I really believe that. So let me ask you this, Philip. How is taking risk necessary for growth? Uh, yeah, and I want to say, if I got 10 seconds, um, I think when you're a believer, risk is is more in the flesh because when like when we moved across country, when yeah. the Holy Spirit led my wife and I to do it, it wasn't really risk. To the flesh, it may look like risk, but when you know you're being obedient to God, it really is not risk at all. You don't know how Good. it's going to look, yeah. But I never really worry too much because I know God ordained it. If God didn't ordain it, then that would be probably not good. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. One more time, your question. No, it's okay. No, you 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 answered that with that. Okay. But the que- the question is, uh, how is taking re- risk uh, necessary for growth? Um, because you break your comfort zone, I think, and yeah. I think a lot of times you got to learn to break to to get out of your comfort zone to grow uh, probably in almost anything in life sports life anything you got to be able to break out of that comfort zone um step out in faith that's awesome secondly when we take risk we become dependent on the holy spirit and not ourselves and i think that's really good 
So why is it good to not be dependent on yourself all the time? Because uh, if we're a believer, man, we got to learn to be dependent upon God, and that means taking those steps based on what He calls us to do, based on faith. Just like Peter when he, you know, got out of the the, the ship out and walked on water, right? Um, so I think that I think that we have to do that. that. Is part of being a believer is having faith, and like you already read, faith is doing things that you can't see. Right. But if God calls you to do it, then He will not let you down, even if you don't see the path in front of you. Right. And that's always good because sometimes God asks us to do scary things. Mm-hmm. And so it comes to my third and last point. What friends or family suffer because you won't take a risk? Uh, so so that's the point. So how do our family and friends suffer when we don't take risks? I think um, the blessings that you might miss out on because God's asking you to step out, and if you don't, that affects not just you. That affects your spouse, your kids, your Does. everybody. It yeah. could affect you financially. It could affect you in so many ways. When God calls to step out in faith and you don't do it, it, it does put more than just you um, you in know, danger. in danger, for sure. Yeah. Spiritually, mentally, financially, physically, all across the board. And I, I think this, Philip, I think so often, I think when we sin or when we go through it, not even when we sin, but when we go through spiritual situations, so often we think it only affects us when in turn it affects everything around us and mm-hmm. everybody around us. Uh, not talking about Jesus to our friends. That could be detrimental to their mm-hmm. salvation. Absolutely. You know, that could that could be eternal death for them. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal to take that risk not to talk to them. And so I want to challenge you out there today to take the risk to make a difference for God, to step out in faith. The faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of the things we can't see. You may not see the end result, but God does. I want to pray for you. God, we come to you right now, and I pray for our listener, God, right in this moment, God, that you would lift them up and you would touch them. God, that you would give them faith and courage and help them to move forward to do what only you can do through them. In Jesus' name, amen. Philip, how long do you hope to be fishing? Man, uh, fishing is definitely not something that you, it's not like football where once you're in your 30s, late 30s, you're done. So, I mean, as long as God allows me to fish, he gave me a passion. I love it, man. I've been fishing since I was like three. So if I could fish till the day I die, <laughs> I'd, I'll take it. There's guys wow. that are in their 80s that are still tournament fishing. So wow. got to keep your health up and stay in shape and, yeah. you know, have good stamina. But uh, yeah. That's cool stuff. So I heard you're, you're getting ready to do some podcast stuff. Is that right? Absolutely. Oh, tell us about it. Uh, so it's like something God put on my heart about four or five months ago called Christian Anglers Media. Cool. Um, I do a lot. I've done a lot of podcasts for a lot of different uh, fishing podcasts, you know, people that have me on. And I love to talk bass fishing. I love to talk in general. Mm-hmm. And obviously, most importantly, I love to share my faith and use the platform of bass fishing uh, to spread the gospel, whether it's people in my boat, whether it's the media I get, TV coverage, live coverage. And so uh, podcasting is just another way for me to uh, share and talk and have people on. And, uh, and then, you know, the, the one thing that I've seen in all the years is a lot of times we have a co-angler on a boat or, or like a referee, they call him a marshal. Mm-hmm. And I generally get into really deep conversations with everybody on my boat. And what I've come to find out is 99% of everybody that I've come across, when you really get to talk to them and you get below, you know, a past just the, what, you know, who they are in life. They're going through some stuff, especially in these times. Yeah, and it it blows my mind away every single time. I'm just shocked what uh what the conversations that I have on my boat with people and what they're going through. And so 
just seeing that need that there's so many people out there that you would never know everyday people that might be your closest friends, family, people you go to even church with that you don't know what they're going through and they're really struggling. So if I'm able to not, you know, bring people together using the platform of fishing and talk some really fun, cool, strategic, all that stuff, fishing stuff, but then include the gospel and giving hope to people and giving people a place to turn, uh, you know, especially suicide is out of control these days. It's been very close and personal to me. Um, and just seeing so many people go that way because nobody, nobody noticed or knew what they were going through or so hopefully I can give that Avenue to, um, you know, for people to reach out and, uh, not very cool. Now, is it something you've already gotten off the ground or something you're working on? No, we're, we're going to be shooting our first episode here very soon, like probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, we're, we've been working on the logo and and the groundwork of it and how I want it to be structured and a lot of prayer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first episode will probably be recorded very shortly here nice. so yeah very good man glad to hear it yeah thank you yeah philip's a rock star <laughs> yeah i imagine you've heard a little bit i don't know what division it was in fishing but back a few months ago there were a couple of guys and um they ended up putting weights in the bellies of yeah. some fish did you hear about that oh I, I, who didn't <laughs> <laughs> so i what, didn't what i want to hear about this what was that all uh-huh. about man yeah so th- that was in musky fishing a little bit it's still tournament fishing it was yeah. fishing but a different species of fish different kind of organization but regardless these guys were cheating and I, my understanding is they won like four hundred thousand dollars over the course of like two years wow and they were catching these fish because in, in most fishing competitions it's by your weight right your biggest yeah. so like in bass fishing it's your biggest five fish per day um and anyway in musky fishing i think it's the same or very similar but they were putting weights in the fish's stomach after they catch them to increase the weight right yeah and so you know you they might caught a, a four pounder well now it weighs five and a half pounds and you do that every on every fish well yeah. you might have added five six seven pounds to your overall uh, what we call bag or overall weight and so they got busted which is good they need to get busted i hope they got the the book thrown at them because people i mean other what you don't want to incentivize you know, if nothing happens. So I don't know right. what ended up happening. I know they got busted, uh, but I didn't follow, you know, I don't follow up. It's again, it's a different organization, different deal, but yeah, it was, it went pretty viral and it's, it's sad. You know, I think in any sport, people are always trying to find ways to, you know, whether it, I mean, shoot, it happens in pros, pro sports all the time. Or, right. So yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is good that they get caught and, and hopefully, uh, you know, you don't see any more of that, but that's what happened. Yeah. They want a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, since bass fishing is a sport, let's talk about another sport, basketball. Do you enjoy it at all? Come on, somebody. I love. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I love basketball. I, I haven't watched it my whole life. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah. I was a, I was a kind of a bandwagon Warriors fan the last like <laughs> seven, eight years. Although I haven't watched really mi- much sports Steph. at all in the last like two years. But yeah, I did kind of. Um, I, you know, I grew up baseball, football. Yeah. And then when you know Steph Clay, what was it, seven, eight, nine years ago, whenever they started really ramping it up i you know i wanted to follow along and it was pretty cool to watch so i watched quite a bit of warriors basketball for like three or four or five years there but i don't watch as much on yeah. on them anymore gotcha so uh, what's your take on lebron james do you think maybe he's at the same <laughs> the same level as jordan <laughs> ah, or are we going that? like way down so a lot I of want pe- you to be honest yeah now. so so again i'm not the deepest when it comes to basketball statistics right, but, right. but what i will say is he lost a lot of championships. He made it to a lot, right? But so the, the you know the argument is how good of a closer is he in the big moments where Jordan was what six for six in yep. rings, and if yep. he didn't leave, who knows? But uh, so it's it's you Never know, and, and and here's the other thing too. You know, you got to be careful to to compare direct stats because they were also playing in different time zones when, yeah. when things were different. But mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to overall championships, um, I mean. 
you know, LeBron, what has LeBron won? I, I, I don't want to speak wrong, but I think he's <laughs> lost more than he's won, right? Yeah. In the, he's won in, two or three in the finals. Steven. I think he's won four, three or four. Okay. It's always fun to get this opinion because it's it's so it's so split. Half half the people are like, no, LeBron James is the best that's ever played. And some people are like, no, Jordan's the GOAT. Yeah. But here's the deal. The longer you stay in a sport, I imagine it wears you down a little bit. Yeah. Because yes. it is a sport, right? right? I mean, your body's taking that that taxing energy every single day i would see and that. um this thing with lebron i thought it was pretty funny i happened upon this clip of him and a opposing player and uh <laughs> this little comment was amazing talk about feeling old hey you played against my dad first your first nba game ever really sacramento <laughs> you feel old <laughs> You that's feel funny. That's that funny. was funny. That is. He took it too. I got to give it yeah, to. It's funny. So, hey man. Hey. Yeah. Hey. That's good. <laughs> hey, you played against my dad. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Here they are. <clears throat> man, you are one big dude, just like me. How tall are you? Uh, I like the way he said that. Hey, y'all, go ahead and put these on. Get as close to microphones as you can. I'm excited. By the way, this is Philip Dutra. What's going on, guys? Nice so, yeah, nice to meet you as well. He he's a professional fisherman. You guys, We're amateur fisherman, trying to be professional. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. <laughs> so well, you guys are way ahead of where I was. We didn't have high school fishing when I was growing up. You know, <laughs> so. But anything you'd like to ask him? Man, how how'd you get to being a pro? Uh, man, how long do I have to answer this question? You got hey, we got nine minutes. Oh, okay. Until uh, we go on. Okay. Uh. So I was born and raised on the California Delta. My grandpa had a houseboat. Um, so every Friday after school, my grandparents would pick my brother and I up, and we go to the California Delta every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nine months a year, up until my grandpa just passed away this last year. But up until I got my first job, so we were fishing out of it. He had a little raft. We had no clue what we were doing. We used to watch Bill Dance, Jimmy Houston. Uh, my dad got us into fishing in general, like striper fishing, halibut fishing, trout fishing, bluegill fishing. Um and then as kids, we used to just walk the bank around the house, the lakes near us, and got float tubes. Never had a mentor, didn't anything like that. And then I got a job at a bait shop. I worked there for about a year, and I used to go into the local tackle shop all the time. And the owner of the tackle shop asked me if I wanted to have it, you know, if I'd if I'd want to work there, which was one of the greatest decisions I ever made because that's what introduced me to tournament bass fishing and and understanding all of it and really getting into it more than just some kid on the bank just throwing a cinco, having no clue what I was doing. Um, and so back then, especially it's a little different now because we got tackle warehouse, everything's online. But back then the tackle shop was like the barber shop. It was like, everybody went to the tackle shop, hung out for hours. We'd have pizza and all the stuff. So that's what got me into tournament fishing. I tournament bass fish on the Delta for about 15 years exclusively fished it like 200, 250 days a year up until a year ago. Um, and I fish everything on the Delta, every team tournament pro-am that came our way, whatever. And then three, and I had an old 92 Ranger started off in an aluminum boat, uh, 25 horse Johnson, and an uh, ice chest with the it was my uh, live well took second in our first little tournament on that and then moved up to a, a 92 ranger old beat up boat had that forever and then uh uh three years ago i got a skeeter uh never in a million years i always tell people this is i'm living more of a fantasy than i am a dream because a dream usually people pursue like i want to be a professional bass fisherman so i'm going to do these steps for me living in california that was my family, my life, everything was out there. And I just never thought it was even an option. I used to say, man, how cool it would be to live a tournament bass fisherman, you know, life traveling around, seeing all these new lakes, but never in a million years. Then three years ago, I got a new boat 
and that's when I started fishing off just the delta. I started fishing. Uh, you guys probably heard of Clear Lake. Um, you know, some of the bigger lakes back home, not just the Delta. So clear Lake Shasta, Havasu, which are some of the lakes back home. And, uh, I did really well, uh, surprisingly for myself, I was top tenning at all these other lakes, not just the Delta. And then I qual, I won angler of the year in the uh, Toyota series Western in 2021. Um, and, uh, God just, a lot, it was really prayer that God told us we were coming out here regardless, but um, and so I won angle of the year, I, I, uh, which meant I had a, a berth in the tackle warehouse tour last year was my rookie year and, uh, did, did fairly well, I ended up in the championship. So it was top 50 out of the, you know, 160 guys or whatever. And I'm on year two. So that's why I always say like a couple of years ago and my goal was, I just wanted to be the best fisherman on the West coast. That was like my goal. Like I'm going to live here in California for the rest of my life. So I'll just want to be the best on the West. That was what I was pursuing. And then that just very quickly, the pages turned. And then all of a sudden I'm in Alabama on the national tour and had success last year. And, uh, and here we are this year. So yeah, it's more like I said, it's a fantasy because usually fantasies are unrealistic. A dream is something most people pursue. It was more than a dream and God allowed it to be reality. And now we're living it. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How long have you been here in Alabama? Uh, moved here just over a year ago. So, uh, yeah, December last year we, we moved here, and I never made a cast east of uh, Nevada, basically California, until last year. I came out to Pickwick, I think, in November, so like 14 months ago. So I'd never seen a lake out here, never made a cast on any lake out here ever. And uh, so so last year for me was proving to myself, can I compete on this side of the country? Never seen a lake out here competing against, you know, the Ski Reeses and the Michael Neals and those guys. And um you know, and it, it went really well. So that was that was a huge confidence booster for me. So now I'm really excited this year. I had a lot of nerves last year, but uh, yeah, it's been great. Oh, yeah. Been great. Love Gunnersville. Yeah, it's yeah. it's cool. It's cool. The Delta's. Uh, if you ever get a chance, man. I mean, I mean, the Delta's a tricky place, but it's a it's a special place, man. The Delta, especially what it used to be. But I do miss it like a lot. But there's no fishery like the Delta. But uh, but it was really cool getting to see all the places. Like last year, going up to Vermont to Lake Champlain was awesome. Uh, Harris Chain down in Florida was really cool. All the lakes are really cool, but certain ones are really, really cool, you know. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, man. I've been just taking in every moment, man. It's been awesome out here, so it's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Montebello College fishing, yeah, top of the nation, right? Yeah. Uh, my sister is dating a boy from there. He fished her last year. What's Cole his Ed- name? Cole Edwards. Okay. And Isn't it a guy named Briggs? Is he from Montebello, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's yes, a sir. yeah he's a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. And anyway, so he's fishing with a boy. He's out from California as well. He came in from uh, from California to Montevallo to fish on a scholarship. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say Montevallo's number one? They're up there, top, yeah, top okay, three. Yeah, I thought. I thought he had told me that. Yeah, them, yeah. them and Auburn are kind of neck and neck. And that's high school we're talking about, right? Or co- no, college. That's I mean, college. College, yes, college. Yes, yeah, that's yes, yes, right. Yeah. Yes, sir, yes, sir. The college. Yeah. Yeah, when we, so I'm good friends with Justin Lucas, and he he's from uh, back where I am. And uh, I remember when he st- when they started college fishing, and he was the announcer of it, and it was just getting going. That was right after my time, so they didn't have college fishing or high school. Now they got high school, college. They got coaches. They got t- it's crazy, which yeah. is good. I'm glad it's awesome for the sport that it's growing like that. So yeah, I have a bunch of relatives tell me like, man, back in my day, I wish they had high school. Fishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, college, high school, but yeah, so that's really cool that you guys have it. And you, how old are you guys? I'm 16. I'm 14. Man, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Very cool. Been fishing since seventh grade. Yeah. What's your biggest bass? Six pounds. Okay. How about you? Five five. Okay. Large mouth. I'm assuming both. Yes, sir. Okay. Gunnersville. Oh yeah. Okay. Very cool. Red red sinko. Caught it in springtime. Okay. What's your favorite technique? Texas rigging it. Okay. Uh, chatterbait. Chatterbait. Okay. 
I'm gonna have to get you guys on some big swim baits, some California style big swim baits, punch in, frog in. <laughs> punch in. Yeah. yeah, I love to punch. That's what I. That's what I do. Like, I, mean, I do everything, but I love to punch. So I don't go anywhere. That's why I brought you rides. on because I have no he idea. He's we're talking about. We are speaking a foreign language right now. Yes. Yeah. No, I knew yeah. you. Y'all know what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. No, that's awesome. That's that's cool. Well, um, yeah. Do you guys fish a lot of other lakes around here? Uh, yes, or a bunch in Alabama. We don't. I don't. I haven't fished nothing outside of Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. Well, out of outside of California until last year, but it is cool. It, there's a lot of really cool fisheries, you know, that you get to go see. I think. Harris Chain in Florida and Lake Champlain were probably the two coolest ones I've seen so far. But I've only seen like nine, ten lakes out here, since, you know, in the last year or so. Yeah. I'm excited this whole year. I go to Okeechobee. I was just at Okeechobee practicing uh, two weeks ago. But um, it's cool going to all these lakes that you, at least I watched as a kid on TV. You know, you know, going back twenty something years ago. So it's 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 cool now getting to go fish these places. So it's a little sad. Not a lot. It seems like the the common theme with most fisheries is they're not as good as they used to be because all the spring in the last 10 years all over the yeah. really all over the country the grass spring is just not good for the ecosystem but yeah. we had a overpopulation of eelgrass here in Gunner. that's what i said i know i heard everybody told me how much hydrilla and milfoil there was out here five years ago and it's then crazy. the last five years it's all eelgrass now and uh love hate with it i don't like it i mean i'll fish it but it's not you can't punch it so right, i'm no right. i want some hydrilla give me some hydrilla milfoil or something you know but from what I hear, I don't know because I've only fished Gunnersville for a year. But I guess there was more hydrilla this year than there has been, I guess, in the last couple years. So, which is a good, a good thing. The Varsity Athlete Interview. I'm so excited to have the DAR Patriots freshman Caden Randall's and Junior Landon Black. They're here representing the DAR fish team. I wanted them to meet my friend Philip, which they're already talking. Man, me and Steven, we're sitting here like, what's happening? <laughs> but anyway, we're so glad you guys are here, and uh, we want to talk to you about your sport. One of the reasons I brought Philip here to talk to you. But not only that, hey, tell us how long you've been involved in fishing and uh, what got you inspired to do it. So, uh, I've been fishing, man, since I was little. Pond fishing, mostly. Yeah. Uh, grandparents, uncles, family members, out fishing, you know, and... That's just something my dad enjoyed doing. He was growing up, but he never had a boat or nothing, so he never went on the lakes much, you know. Yeah. So he took me pond fishing when I was little, and, man, I just loved it. My dad likes it, but I love it. Yeah. And so I really got into it, and I was like, man, I, I like doing this. And when I heard, that, you know, we had a fishing team, my dad, you know, we all got signed up for it in seventh grade, and, you know, seventh and eighth grade was kind of slow, you know. Didn't get yeah. to fish a whole lot because the upperclassmen. We had, like, right. 30-something kids on the team at one time. We had a bunch of fishermen. So, but here recently, man, us upperclassmen begin to fish a lot, and I love it, man. We've been we're doing real good. Talk to me. How long you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing it since I was mainly little. My dad, he he fishes a lot, and that's who inspires me to do this. He's my boat captain now in high school, and he just he got me into it since I was a little baby. I mean, I remember just fishing with him, and it was just so fun. All right, okay. Now you understand this, but I don't. Explain what a boat captain is. Uh, they'll like as. As we're in high school, we're not able to drive around the boat by ourselves. So the boat captain, they will drive us around and just basically pick out where we want to fish, and then we'll tell them, and they'll drive us there. But that's about mainly all they can do on the boat for us. We have to run the trolling motor in town and do everything else. Nice. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your coach. You go next. What's that? Tell me about your coach. Brandon Edwards. Yeah. Uh, He kind of runs the ship, you know. Uh, He he ain't a boat captain, is he? Or does he? 
Uh, he, does, he, he has a son in middle school. Right. So he helps coach. Uh, he is a boat captain. But coaching-wise, he gets he holds all the meeting together. He organizes everything. It's all our tournament set up. Man, he's been real good for us. Wow. What do you like the most about him? Uh, just how he does everything. He puts everything together good. He he has everything to us when we want it, and just he picks out everything the right way. Phenomenal, Philip. You ask him any question you want to. Uh, yeah. So, how many tournaments do you guys do? I, I'm not overly familiar with how high school fishing works. How many tournaments do you guys do? Uh, well, we do bass trails. This, we just got done with one as River Bend. Okay. And it was just fishing all the uh, North Alabama lakes off the Tennessee River. Okay. And we fished about what? Is it I think it was four tournaments four, in that trail. Four tournaments or so. Okay. And then we have the Bass High School Nation Trail. Okay. And that's about another four, four. or five. Okay. Okay. So about ten a year. Okay. And then how many teams do you guys have from each from each school that compete or from your school? Uh, we have how many boats? What, three? I think we have three boats, but you can put as many as you want in there as long as you get the kids and the boat captains. Got it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, what's your favorite tournament? What you mean? I mean, favorite lake, favorite tournament, favorite, lake, favorite, favorite place. Lake's to... Gunnersville, easy. There it yeah, is. So. Come on. <laughs> all right, tell me why, why Gunnersville. Man, it's just a home lake. We've been fishing there all of our lives. And we're super familiar with it. And contrary to what everybody says, I hate the eelgrass. I like the eelgrass. I, I like to think that all the big fish are in there. Yeah. And with you, me using a worm, whatever, man, I can get down that grass and reel off the swamp donkeys. I, I will say, uh, <laughs> moving here from California a year ago, out of all the lakes in the area, Gunnersville obviously has the most amount of vegetation, which I love. I'm from the California Delta. That's what we do is fish vegetation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a lot of vegetation, a lot of water to fish. It spreads out a little bit, which I like. Oh, yeah. So, um, what... Uh, What's your uh, what's your favorite way to fish? I like fishing shallow. Shallow, fishing off banks and ledges. Okay. Oh, you like the ledge deal? Shallow for me too. Shallow. Yeah. So I've lived here for a year and uh, I have not done the ledge deal yet. Back in California, we don't do that. So we fish deep, but I haven't done the whole ledge thing. I love to be up shallow, but I uh, told myself this year I got to learn that offshore ledge post spawn deal. But um, at, at least the nice thing here at Gunnersville is you can fish grass yes. as an alternative even in that time of year, which which uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Gunners was not a real deep lake, though. No. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, it's definitely not. What's the best you've done in a tournament? Uh, third place. I think third place, and yeah. It was actually here at Gunners. We had like 18 pounds or something. Nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. That was, that, now, do you, you two fish together? Yes, That's sir. You yes, guys sir. are the teammate? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very cool. Very cool. What's so, your what's your guys' aspirations after uh, after this? Uh... I don't, I don't think I'm going to pursue major league fishing. I'm going to keep fishing my whole life, but I think I'm going to go into aerospace engineering. We're going to helicopters and military aircraft. Okay. Why are you underachieving over here? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? Uh, I'd like to keep pursuing fishing, but if that don't work for me, I'd probably like to be a game warden. I just love outdoors. I fish. I hunt. I do everything. So that's just something that really, it really looks like it'd be interesting to do. Wow. Got you. Got you. Do you guys like to uh you guys fish for smallmouth ever, spotted bass, or just pretty much stay on the largemouth here? Yeah. And yes, here on Gunnersville, largemouth is mainly most of the population. For here, sure. So. Yeah, definitely. What's the biggest fish you've ever caught? Six pounder. Six pounder. Six pounder here on Gunnersville. It was in the springtime. I think it was in like March or May. How excited were you? I was tickled paint. Man, <laughs> I was man, I was super excited. I like the way you talk. <laughs> like that. You're phrasing. Yeah, I like that. I really do. Uh, that wasn't an insult at all. So, what's the biggest one you? Uh, mine's five five. So, five, five. I just caught it here in Gunnersville, just fishing a Texas rig with my dad. In a tournament or in uh, uh, practice? Just, just practice. Okay. 
it's so much fun and when you yeah. catch them like that in a tournament man adrenaline's pumping it's oh, yeah. a lot of fun very it's, cool it, breakdown because i know he does on the national circuit you do explain what a tournament looks like like a regular tournament that you go into uh most of our uh, bsss ones they have about what 200 something boats in it yeah close to 200 something boats man in the morning times it's crowded trying to lit on these boat docks and get loaded out in the water yeah but it's super fun i just like to be out there in the morning time seeing the sun break man gets me really to radio fish yeah it, it's super fun though the adrenaline on blast off man is blast uh, off yeah it's a now, lot of fun. Now when it's freezing cold and twenty something degrees outside, <laughs> yeah. that'll. Uh, <laughs> so I got a question for you. How does it? How's the dynamic in the boat between you two? Great. He uh, usually stays at the front of the boat, mans yeah. the boat, the trolling motor, and I stay in the back. I like to be able to sidearm and flip it with my right hands off the side of the boat. Okay. And I like his judgment with the trolling motor. Good. What about decision making? Uh, we both do a pretty good job of decision making. Guys together. get along. Yeah. Yes, sir. I always said, man, team partners is like a marriage, man. You can. Uh, I fished in a couple different guys over the years and teams and. It's a, it's like a marriage, especially if you you really want to compete. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, and you could get frustrated. You could get so. How do you guys prevent? Um, have you guys had any obstacles like when when somebody suggests, hey, I want to go here, I want to do this, and have you guys have any kind of issues with that, or how do you resolve them? Not really. I no. mean, we we both like to kind of do the same stuff. So when we go to a lake, we kind of just see what we want to do and go on that. That's awesome. We, we get a game plan. We usually stick to it, and we uh. Well, yeah, we both have the same style of fishing, so we like to stick to that. And I don't think we ever got an argument, have we? No, I don't think so. That's awesome. Yeah, his dad's got a little tore up at us, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, this is the place, man. Well, sometimes he's like, I'm not real good at running a trolling motor because I don't own a boat. I don't like to, so I don't like to get on the trolling motor and run it very often. But sometimes, you know, he'll get him a snack or something, and I'll have to go run it. It's never right. I'm either too fast, too slow, too far to the left, too far uh, this way. But I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning. It's a learning game for sure. What um um so when you guys are out there fishing together, um I'm sorry, I just drew a blank. Seth, question. <laughs> I had a question in my head, and that I just drew a blank. That happens to me all the time. You're out there in the <laughs> yeah, not just, the ocean, the lake. I envision uh, myself out there, right? And I just he was there. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> what kind of boat are you guys running? Uh, it's a Ranger. I think it's a 2004 Ranger. Okay, okay. I started off in a '92 Ranger and ran it for a long time. Old boat, but good boat. I see all the sponsors on your uh, shirt. Tell us about those and how do they help y'all compete and uh, man, be a they better are, team? They are a blessing to us, man. They help us. They they sponsor us. They give us good deals. I mean, like GTO, man, they have been nothing but good to us. And uh, they sponsor us a lot of things like Stubfoot Land Development, a bunch of local, locally owned businesses around Grant and stuff. They will help us. They'll give us donate money for our jerseys. For wow. They help pay for our travel fees and stuff. And then even some warehouse, local warehouses around here and stuff like GTO, they'll give us discounts on their bait, some rod and reels. They've been awesome. To wow. Well, that's exciting. Oh, yeah. So is how how much support is there for your fishing team at DAR? Tell us about that. Like Everybody knows we're real good, but, it, I mean, that fishing's a thing where it's not like you can bring a student section out or nothing. It's not right. that. It'd be fun. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pull up, pull up to the ramp, and everyone's uh, yeah. got a whole student. I'm gonna rent there. a pontoon boat to make that happen. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a question for you. So yeah. again, when uh when when I was in high school, we didn't have high school fishing or whatnot. So what is the what is kind of the job of the? Could you guys have a coach or a captain or what do you call them? Coach Bo- boat captain. So do you guys have like a club at the school that you meet and there's like a coach? Yes. Is that? Yeah, so that's what Brandon is. He's more of our leader, organizes things. Okay. It's not really a coach teaching how to do things. That's more the boat captain's job. Yep. That's what his dad does. Oh, got it. Okay. Yes, sir. And now, do you guys do a lot of uh, like pre-practice at home? Google Earth, research, whenever you guys are going to go to a lake? or what's Yeah. That look like? uh, we use, me and my dad, will usually sit down and we'll look over some things. And then we get off of school on that Friday before the Saturday of that tournament. And then we'll go down to the lake and we'll put some things together and look at what we want to do and get a plan together to, for that next morning. Okay. No, no. Are you allowed to practice? Uh, like, is there certain rules of how far in advance you can practice uh, on a certain lake or no? Not really. Okay. It's just Friday it starts official practice. So any days before that, it's not official practice, but yeah. mainly it's just Friday. That's when everybody practices. And then the tournaments are one day or two days? Uh, uh, state was two days for us, but most of the tournaments are just one day. Okay. One day. Where does state happen? Uh, last year was you follow. I think this year yeah. is Lake Logan Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Eufaula was a uh, pain for us last year. It was down south, so we never fished it. And, man, it was hot. It was middle of June. Wow. And alligators. Mm. Alligators galore down there. Did you yeah. fight them? <laughs> I was just down there at Lake Okeechobee last week or two weeks ago, and there was alligators all over the place. Kind of crazy. It's really cool, though. It is very cool. Yeah. It yeah. is very cool. Yeah. So you've never gotten in a fight with an alligator, Eunice? Mm. No. They didn't take your bait <laughs> or your uh-uh. fish? No, sir. No, sir. No. They didn't. Now I've heard of stories that they do that, but not to not to us they haven't. Wow, I didn't know they did that. I haven't been in the South long enough. Oh yeah. And back in California, we have seals on the California Delta, and they will actually do that. Oh really? You know that, Seth? You yeah, might be fighting right. a fish, and a no. seal will come up and grab the fish off your line. Wow. Believe it or not, eat it. Yeah, that's, crazy. That's not fun. No, no. <laughs> I had it. I had it. Yeah. <laughs> now I got a head, and that's it. So what? What is your goal, guys, for this year? What do you What do you want to accomplish with your season? Uh, this year, we've already qualified for state through Riverbend. We finished third in Angler of the Year points this year, so that qualified us for state. And uh, we were one, we won out of that for getting into nationals. So our whole plan this year is to just fish hard and get into nationals. Where's nationals? Uh, have they announced yet? I don't think so. I don't think Last year was in Kentucky. They take? Do they take one team per state? Uh, no, they take multiple. They take multiple. Yep. Okay. And you guys are in. You already the seasons or you, you guys took third. You said right. That yep. was for the whole angle of the year race. Yeah. So okay. that was two different things because this river bend that we did on just the Tennessee River on the lakes. This was something new that they just did. A bunch of us local teams from around here in North Alabama. That's something we just put together. Oh, okay. But they count it towards state and nationals. The top two in angler of the year get to go to nationals, and then top three went to state. Yeah. Yep. So can you go to nationals since you were third and not top two? Or they no? said uh, there's a chance, depending on how some of the points and rankings yeah, turn out. It. Most likely, just sticking the state. If somebody double qualifies, then we'll get in. But okay. it depends on how how things go. Got it. Would right. you Would you say your sport is growing, or or it's gotten bigger since you've been in it, or is it? I think as a whole, yes, it's gotten a lot bigger. A lot yeah. more kids are taking interest in it now. Then our school has gotten smaller with it because, like I said, when I was a freshman, eighth grade year. We had 30-some kids on the team. Wow. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll help answer that question, too, uh, just from a little bit bigger of a time period is when I, you know, I'm only 35, and there was no such thing as college or high school fishing right until I probably graduated high school, and then they just started college, and then they started high school after that. So the sport has definitely grown for the youth, which is one thing I've seen which is really positive for the youth is there's, uh, you know, an avenue for outdoors 
in sports, which which is really cool. So awesome. <laughs> so I tell you what, we're gonna take a quick music break. We'll come back with some of the fun stuff in a minute, but. Hey, come join us at at Varsity Radio Show on Facebook Live. You can post your question there. I see five to seven people there right now. Y'all go ahead and post your question, and we'll ask these guys or tell some stories we might not know, especially if you're family. Uh, anyway, we'll see you in a minute. So you're a freshman, you're a junior, right? Yes, sir. Okay, gotcha. Born and raised Alabama? Absolutely. Very cool. Never left Grant. Never left Grant. Now, how was your char burger? It was awesome. Can't be a char burger. Right? Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Did you like that? I love Charburger. I mean, yeah. Pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Taking my kids there a couple times, quite a few times. They're milkshakes, man. They're, They're milkshakes. I mean, you can man. walk to it if you don't. Walk There's to a it problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, I live right behind Charburger. So. Uh, Living. How, so how far is Grant from here? Not 15 uh, minutes. Yeah, something about that. 15, okay. 20 minutes. I'm still trying to find my way around here. But, uh, I'm going to have to take you up to Grant. I know. To say, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we live on them. It's Grant Mountain, man. It's yeah. it's really nice because you can be pretty. You can drop a, oh, it's super pretty. Mm-hmm. Especially by the school. They all got an overlook. Yes. Yeah. But you can be just about anywhere in about 15 minutes. Gotcha. Grant has nothing to do. Everyone says, oh, Grant's got nothing to do. Grant's got nothing to do. But yeah, you can be anywhere in 15 minutes and have plenty of things Let to do. Let me tell you about something I've learned everywhere in the country. Everybody says there's nothing to do where I live. Yes. Is this. <laughs> It doesn't matter if you live in the biggest city or out in the woods. There's always something to do. Oh, yeah. You know, just that's the truth. It is. Right? That is something I hear a lot. Every, it doesn't matter. I lived in the big cities, and that's what they say. Yeah, there's nothing to do around here. Well, what would be something to do around somewhere? You yeah. Know? It doesn't, everywhere yeah. you hear the same. Yeah. So what's your least favorite? I'm just curious. What's your guys' least favorite way to catch them? Or what's something that you would you think you need to work on technique-wise to get better at? Mm, that's good. Deep water. Deep well, in a way, because when we when we have fished deep, we've used Alabama rigs. Yeah, okay. and his, his dad likes to call that. What does he call it? Something about no skill or something. Yeah, because you just chunk it out there. I right. hate the Alabama rig. I really do. Uh, we fished Gunnersville this year, and Alabama rig. That's what everybody caught them on there. Yeah. A lot of big bags came in. They were all caught on Alabama rigs. Yeah. What time of year? Winter, fall, deep? Uh, fall. I think it was, it was December. November. Yeah. It was December third. I thought. Thank. Yeah, somewhere in there, That's November, right. December. I'm glad they don't allow us to use an Alabama rig on tour because I just I'm not a fan of it. So, power or finesse? Finesse. I'm more of power. Okay, reaction or or slow? Uh, slow. Slow. Reaction. Reaction. Okay. That's good. You guys compliment each other. You're gonna have to explain different styles. So okay. it'd be like it'd be like right. in football, like right. you like to throw the ball deep, or you like to play West Coast, right? Right, 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 right. You, know? right, right. Um, you like to ground and pound with the football, or do you like it's, to throw the ball, right? Right. So these are different styles. I got of it. different different ways to catch in different styles. So some guys excel at one or the other, all whatever. So yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, Phillips cool. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, something that I've learned from the West that is really helped me out here is try to learn everything. Mm-hmm. Try to. I don't hear it a lot. Actually, I was doing a podcast last night, and they were asking me about it, and I was telling them, you know, you, you hear, I hear mostly from other guys, they say, oh, you just you just live with your strengths and just fish that all the time. And I would tell you the opposite. I'd say whatever you're not strong at, spend a lot of time and learn it, get good yeah. with it. I love throwing five-pound tests, spinning rod. I love throwing 65-pound, 50-pound braid, frogs punching, 12-inch swim baits, everything in between. And when you can learn it all, and know when to use it, man, It could, all year long on tour, you know, I might have primarily been catching them on reaction bait and picked up a little six-pound test line and mm-hmm. when nobody else is doing it in Florida and caught two key fish or vice versa or whatever it may be. So I would definitely tell you to try to get try to get good at everything, deep, shallow, you know, slow, fast, 
top to bottom, big to small. It's a, uh, it, it's you know some people say, oh, you can't be an expert at how do they say that? You you be a jack of all trades, but an expert at none. I always say, why? Who? That's just what somebody made up. You can be an expert at a whole lot of things if you want to be. Yeah. You just got to put the time in. So, be a yeah. little advice. That's something I hear all the time is like, all my friends and stuff and just people in general. Fishing takes no skill. No, I'm like, <laughs> you're lying. You ain't never yeah. went fishing. And I'll tell you one more thing too that I've learned. Remember, if you're doing what everybody else is doing all the time, and you're looking at the same research, and you're and you're talking to the same people, and you're doing the same thing, you're probably gonna have similar results, which is not good, right? Mm-hmm. Want to separate yourself, so always try to take the best of what you can from what other people do, but also try to figure out what am I doing different to be elite, right? Mm-hmm. So in any sport, right, if you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're gonna have the similar results, right? Mm-hmm. And in bass fishing or any sport, if you want to go to the top, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. you got to figure out a way. How am I gonna separate myself? Whether it's just for me, I have this little slogan. It's uh, SVE, which stands for Strategy, Versatility, Execution. That's what I like branded myself. That's what I try to really perfect the strategic side of bass fishing, the mental side, and that goes so so deep. And then versatility, being able to do everything across the board, right? And then execution. How do I lose less fish than everybody else, right? And I'm not saying I do in every technique, but those are things that I'm always trying to perfect to separate myself from everybody else. Because the end of the day. Everybody wants to be the, the next Tom Brady. Everybody wants to be the next Michael Jordan. Everybody wants to be the next Jacob Wheeler. Bass fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like the way that he looked at me like you. I knew no you know who, who Jacob Wheeler was. He I is, know how. I know who Philip is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'll be there. In a few yeah, minutes, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's he's like the greatest right now. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. You got to separate yourself. Philip's so. gonna be the goat. And the mental side of fishing, you got to stay locked in. I'll tell you what helps, honestly. Being a believer helps me tremendously in the mental side of the, the game. We are back with the DAR fishing team. We're having a great time. Phillips, give me a full-blown education over here. SVG. Say e, that. E. 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 SVG. I love that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's my little thing I made up. It stands for strategy, versatility, execution. It's what I try to – that's what I, like, try to hone all my tournaments. That's kind of like my game plan is oh. those three areas. And you know what I love about that, and y'all probably that that can apply to life. I mm-hmm. was I was sitting there, I, I'm gonna take notes on that. That was good. I like that. Uh, I better patent that. I, I, you better. <laughs> yeah, I want to trademark that joker. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the funny things, the fun things, guys. Okay, I want you. I always like doing this. Every athlete that comes in here is a rite of passage. I want to know something funny that's happened to you guys. Something that's been out of the ordinary that would make somebody else laugh where you know whether you're on the boat you know or you're casting or falling in hopefully not around the alligators so uh tell me about that i can't think of nothing off the top of my head something embarrassing something well, well i mean it's you two i know y'all don't get it <laughs> uh, if i could pull up that crowd on that pontoon boat you know uh, yeah <laughs> what would that moment be be interesting Huh? Be interesting. Listen yeah. to you. <laughs> I imagine it's been a while, but yeah. y'all are on the water all the time. When's the last time you fell in? Uh, I don't think I've ever <laughs> fell in. Huh? Really? Yeah. No, never. Wow. Never. Okay. Knock on wood. <laughs> I fell off the bank yeah. into the water, but never <laughs> off a boat into the water. You didn't fall off a perfectly good boat. No. You fell off the perfectly good land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Uh, my mom, she works at a summer camp during the summer. She's a cook, and so... Uh, I always used to go out on the pier and fish, and there was like a concrete wall, and there was water below it. 
I used to just walk down that concrete wall, and I guess one time I took a wrong step and <laughs> went down. Game over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the campers were watching me, so that was that was embarrassing. Did they laugh or did they? Are you uh, okay? They, they helped me up, and then, I, then they laughed. Then they laughed yeah. at you. It was pretty funny. Yeah, at I least they play. helped you up first. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the most embarrassing thing. I played basketball. Yeah? And I got made a fool of. I got my ankles snapped. Oh! Snapped. Crossed. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That sounds painful. Set it up for us. How, how did it happen? I was, was going on a trap, right? I was in a press. Yeah. And the point guard, man, he was shifty. And I tried cutting him off uh, on the sideline. And he whipped the... Uh, he did something crazy with the ball, and like I've never got my ankles broken before. I can usually I got pretty good balance. I can stay upright, and he hit me with a cross over one two, and I fell. Mm. <laughs> and the student section there started laughing at me. Wow, <laughs> I was that was like, hurtful. Well, it was funny in a way because I mean I know how it is when you laugh at other people when they yeah. <laughs> when they get their ankles broken, but yeah. So the awkward part is getting up, right? Like, yeah. what do you do when yeah. you get up? Do I you just look laugh. around. I you just, laugh. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I just try to get back on defense, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just shrug it off. Yeah, try to. I, mean, yeah. I, I laughed about it because uh, yeah, you have to. What are yeah. you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna? You know, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's a good story. Uh, and you, you guys, I, I, we we talked about it offhand, but what are your plans? You crack me up on your. Uh, what are your future plans? You're you're uh, getting closer than our friend over here, but yep. you. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't like I don't plan on pursuing fishing further than high school i mean i still you know want to fish as often as i can because i love it but i plan on going to aerospace engineering working on like military stuff helicopters on you know airports and stuff like that that'll that'll be fun short should be hope so where's that passion come from man i don't know i well my dad he works at in huntsville and he works on stuff like that he works on windshields and stuff like that awesome and, and he's been working there for 27 years and so i you know, I don't know. Just seeing him do it, and and like just, car windshields, are you talking airplane? About? He, oh, airplane. He, he makes windshields for commercial airplanes, military stuff, helicopters, fire everything. P- wow. it's PPG. Jeez. And, That's really and cool. He, he works out there, and 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 two, they pay good. <laughs> so if I can, obviously, if if I can try to get myself up to there and and stuff, then that'd be awesome. You know, Caden. Yep. What do you want to do? Uh, like you're I said, a freshman. You got four years. Yeah, I do. But uh, I, I'd like to keep pursuing fishing. It's something that you know, my dad. He had taught. He's taught me everything about it. And I just, uh, from since I was little, I fell in love with doing it. And I mean, I just, I love doing it every day. And if I, if I could go fishing every day, I would. And it's just something that Gunnersville. It's just such a special lake to me. And it's just something that I'd like to keep on doing as I move on. Awesome, Philip. For me? Yeah, you what? got any questions? Oh, questions. I thought you were looking at me for questions. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's miscellaneous right here. So. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, what's, uh, what, if you got to go anywhere in the country to fish, do you have any highlight places that you would love to go check out? Uh, mine would probably either be Sam Rayburn or the St. Lawrence River. It'd probably be one of them, too. Okay. I've been to both last year. Both pretty cool. St. Lawrence River is really cool. It's uh, it's like castles and all the islands. You heard of Thousand I, Islands before? No. Look it up. Thousand Islands. It's the river with so all I've these. Eaten, I've eaten the, s- the salad. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, it's good. It's got all these crazy homes on all these little islands all over. Saying big giant smallmouth. Yeah. yeah. It's my one of my worst events of the year, but uh, <laughs> Thousand Island. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's cool. Uh, yeah, Florida's. Uh, I'd, I'd tell you to 
add Florida to your list in yeah, there. Harris Jane, pretty say, cool. Florida, Florida is an ideal place. I'd like to go fishing. Yeah, I got some friends down there fishing now. There, they send me pictures. Man, it's beautiful. Yeah, really yeah. Beautiful. What about you? Where would you like to go? Somewhere in Florida. Somewhere I, I just Florida. like just like lakes in Florida, man. They yeah. just look pretty and they look appeasing, man. Yeah, they do. The grass there and all that stuff. The weather. Well, that was awesome. I was just down there, and it was the, crazy. January 1st, I was in shorts and a T-shirt, and I was sweating. The crazy. alligators. <laughs> yeah, the way you rolled, rolled is, uh, yeah. Yeah. wait, do not fall in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> That's something you don't want to do. Not there. No. Uh, you, yeah. Lake, you follow us like that, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Sir. Oh, no. That's a no. Yeah. So, Did you guys ever uh, fish from, like, a float tube or walk the banks? Well, you guys fish pond. You pond fish, right? Yes, sir, I did. He fishing? has a little bit. I have a little bit, but okay. not much. You guys ever do the float tube? That was a cool time in my life, fishing out of a float tube. I've, I've done a kayak a couple say, times. Oh, that's the big thing now is the yeah, kayak. I have a fishing kayak. I don't have a boat. I don't have an actual bass boat. I have a fishing kayak. I fish out of it. You, I'm curious here. You guys looked at me like I was crazy when I said, you know what a float tube is? No. Wow. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm old or what. Float tube is like a little, you see, you never seen a float tube for bass fishing? Not for bass Man, fishing. I mean, old. I've seen one like a pool toy. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's just like a, literally like a tool. and You put your fins on, you sit in the water, you got your rods. Yeah, but now I guess kayaks have really taken over. That's like the thing don't, now. Don't do that and you follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to don't do that in alligator. Maybe that's why, yeah. because we're in the yeah. south. There's alligators yeah. a lot. In yeah, California, it's... I'm glad so we good. don't have them in Gunnersville. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Hey! Thank you. There it is. Thank you. There's different styles. There's like the U kind too. He pulled it up here. Yeah, thank you. There you, you make go. Make me look crazy here. That's right. No, Steven's good at this. Yeah, like, man. We used to drop these in. All of us are clueless. We drop these into like little uh little ponds. There's and, the U one. There's the U one. And let's see. There, there you go. There you there go. But yeah, I guess like you said, I think kayaks have just dominated the last like eight, nine years. The kayak fishing is huge. I think it's so. That you can wear it like a backpack. Dude, you sit in there, your feet in there. You wear waders if it's cold. If not, your you feet get, in you, you get tired, you just fall backwards. And you put a I mean <laughs> and you'd have little we'd have little rod holders on the back so you could bring three or four rods nice. on the tackle box and you just man, that's why I grew up as a kid fishing the lake, paddling around on the float tube, man. <laughs> he was he was not in Lake Ufala. No, so. gosh no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you wouldn't. What yeah. is that nibbling on my toe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have a leg or two. So I've made a lot of observations since I've been working here in Gunnersville, and one yeah. thing I've noticed is it really doesn't matter what the weather's like outside. There's always going to be somebody out on Lake Gunnersville fishing. Absolutely. Yes. So does it matter if it's cold, if it's warm, if it's daylight, if it's dark? What what's the deal? When's a good time to fish, guys? Every time. <laughs> Every yeah, all time. time. Any time. Any time you can get on the lake is a good time to go. Oh, that's cool. When's the and best time? Probably morning time. As soon as the sun comes up or as soon as the sun goes down. I've never really night fished. So I, I, I don't like know. fishing in the spring. Bass fishing is a, is a sport. You do or you don't? I do. I like fishing in the spring. Yeah, so bass fishing is a sport to answer the question, too, where unless it's like a tornado or really, really crazy wind, tournament is going. So we have to practice and be out there in all conditions and learn it in all conditions. So Wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. So the fish don't shy away. They they change, and that's one yeah. of the cool things about the sport, right? It's a different. You have to learn how to adapt to them in all the different weather patterns, all the way down to wind direction, water temperature, water clarity. Did it rain? Yeah. Post front, pre front. There's a lot of variables in bass fishing. That's what makes it to cool. answer that when people tell you that fishing is easy. It's not. It's no. a, <laughs> it's not easy. There's more. There's more variables. I don't think I'm being biased. Here. There's more variables in bass fishing than probably any other sport that I can think of. It is more very. I mean, it's out it's out of control wow how many variables and the guy who can put the most of them together and then make the right decisions and then execute you know it's the winner 
yeah. And it's changing all the time. It's not it's not consistent for even a lot of times every it's changing by the minute, by the hour. Clouds come in, it changes, you know, rain yeah. comes in, wind direction, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So Wow. We've had a man where it's been just sun beating down, no wind, no nothing, ain't caught nothing, and then here comes some clouds and a little bit of breeze and we'll start catching them. Yeah. Clouds go away, we'll quit catching them. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. that's intense. That is crazy. Well, Caden uh landon thank you so much for this interview i sure have enjoyed you guys uh show keeps going on but our interview's over so thank you so much for being here with us yes sir appreciate it thank you for having us you guys are amazing remember you uh, interviewed lauren buckin and lathan miles i do remember when lauren buckin and said her best friend's right is that you she would hit with a car yeah that's me nice Why would she hit you with a car? I don't know. She's mean. Like Where is she? She's at school. They're Lauren, getting, they're, no, they're, Lauren. They're, they're getting ready for a basketball Lauren, game. Lauren, you need to talk to me. I, I need answers. Why would you hit such a nice guy? <laughs> so this is your best friend? Oh, yeah. Her and Trevor Ball. Okay. So y'all run together. Oh, yes. Sir. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How big is your high school? It's 4A. So, wait. Five, How many people? How many people? We have about... It varies from a... Uh, some grades have 80 to about 100 kids per grade. Uh, and depending on the class, some classrooms have 30 kids in it. Some have 10. Do my graduating class, 1,000 people. High school, 4,000 kids. Crazy. Where was your hometown at? Antioch, California. Lived on the Delta, 10 minutes from the water. But, uh, yeah. The yeah Naj- Najee Harris came from there, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Najee Harris came from Antioch High. I was Deer Valley. The other There was two high schools uh, in Antioch. Or there is still. Yeah, Najee Harris came from there. Yeah. He was kind of phenomenal. Just a little bit. Yeah. He no. plays for the Steelers. Pittsburgh, right? Steelers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh he played for a little team called Alabama before. Nothing so. major. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I remember when he got drafted. Yeah. He ju- he used to jump over people at Notre Dame before so he's he did from, it in the yeah. So he's that was born and raised in the town I was born and raised that's in. Awesome. Antioch. Yeah, Antioch, so, California. Look at that. Yeah. A lot, there's a lot of high fiving each other and Yeah, a lot of yeah. athletes have come out of my little area. That's right. Yeah. It's in the water. What's that? It's in the water. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> For sure. It's definitely in the water. So, guys, it's probably been a while. When's the last time you saw a really good magic show? Come on. Really good magic show. You saw somebody pull a rabbit out of a hat. You saw somebody make something, <laughs> make something disappear. Man, it's been a minute. I How's had a card guy come up to me in the middle of a Chick-fil-A one time. Really? Like, he did a card trick. Uh-huh. Like, Have you ever seen I've seen some pretty cool card tricks, man. Yeah. Well, this one, I think the best... Probably the best place to see this one is at a KFC. Let's see why. <laughs> you know why he's called Colonel Sanders? No, why? Oh, because he is. Because <clears throat> <clears throat> he's finger licking good. Holy smokes. <laughs> we didn't see the end of that. Uh, uh, I'm going to play it one more time. Did he just I didn't have it that? You know why he's called Colonel Sanders? No, why? Oh, because he is. Watch it really closely. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> because he's finger licking good. <laughs> what it is so he no he didn't need it it's a sleight of hand he had cotton candy there so he was able to move the gerbil whatever that thing was and then get the cotton candy but where did the gerbil just go in t- i think he dropped down underneath the cage I mean, you know why he's called colonel sanders see the cage he's on top of uh, because Watch. he is oh, oh i saw yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i saw whoa <laughs> But still, that's, that's a pretty good I sincerely was feeling for that guinea wow. pig. <laughs> Why did you eat him? Right? I was, wow. No, I was at Chick-fil-A for real. And one dude walked up and just started doing card tricks. I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good. I had a guy in my high school. He did that. Oh, really? He did, he did the craziest one I've ever seen. He had an invisible deck. And he said, pick your card. And he still figured it. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I'm done. I give up. <laughs> he figured it out? Yes. So you just. He pulled out a real deck. This is in high school. Like, he wasn't doing any crazy stuff. He literally, invisible deck. Then pulls out a real deck. He's like, this is your card. I'm like. So you just imagine the card that you were picking? Is that how yeah, it? Yeah. You wow. write it to tell somebody else. But, I mean, he didn't. I'm like, this is crazy. Maybe that person was on the end. Landon. Yeah, that's, they must have been I got to ask you a question, Landon. You ever heard of this guy before? Oh, man. You ever heard of Boomhauer before, Landon? I've heard of him. Have you ever heard Are your you voice? Saying he sounds like Your him? voice right up against his voice? That's for having. Dude, you need to listen to Boomhauer sometime. You sound a lot like him. It's really cool. <laughs> hey, I have this like superpower figuring out what people sound like. Uh, we've had this guy um, who's been... Jordan. Uh, yeah, Jordan. He sounds like what, Doug? Just like... Uh, From Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets. Remember, there's... He looks like him, too. Duke. His, Duke. Yeah. yeah, the big dog. He sounds just like him. So, anyway, I pull all that to say, you know, sometimes we remind ourselves of other people, whether that can be with our voice or maybe even with our looks. I came across this guy. He's a comedian, and uh, he knows that he looks different from everybody else. He even uses it as part of his act. But I want y'all to know, I know y'all already thinking about, this is my real head. This, this is not a comedy head that I put on when I come up here. Ha ha, he he, it's not that funny, whatever, player. It is that funny, and let me just tell you this, I know what I look like, I already know. I know if Uncle Fester married a Cabbage Patch baby and had a kid, <laughs> I would be that kid. <laughs> I don't care, because I got a good personality, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, that's not all that really matters. <laughs> 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 He's if really Uncle good. Fester had a cat and a cabbage <laughs> kid funny. had a baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thought that was good. Now one thing that I've found is lots of times there are two sides to every person, right? You've got like this really athletic side and then you got this really creative side. So yeah, yeah. I wondered, do any of y'all do music? Do you draw? Do you do painting? Any any kind of creative outlets that way at all? No, no, sir. Okay, no. guys, don't even sing in the shower. Oh, I sing. I mean, oh. I sing in the shower all, all the time. Right. Cool. I all think right. everybody does that. <laughs> Very good. I feel like you could hit the country music world. You got a bass voice, dude. I mean, he does. Some Josh Turner. Baby, lock the door and turn the lights oh, down yeah. low. Yeah, man. <laughs> Love jamming to that. Love <laughs> some Josh Turner, Chris Young. There you, you go. Got, you got the voice. There you go. Like what it. did you say, Christian country rap? Yeah, that's what you need to do. <laughs> I don't know if it's got it rap. I don't see the rap side to him though. It, it usually comes from people like from where I'm from that it, you got to have the rap more ingrained in you and you can take into the country. I don't think you can do vice versa. Right, okay. Come See from country, saying? go into rap. You got to come I don't from think rap that, and yeah. add some country twang. Exactly. Y'all right. listen to country rap? Uh, Christian country rap, yeah. They're, you definitely got the country, man. You could, I think he, I, Stephen, am I wrong? I think he could pull it. I, I think so. He's got the voice. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking to a country music star. It's not very often you hear you hear a guy with a really low voice who makes it big. So whenever it happens, man, it's like yes. Shout out the varsity radio show and make it big. There That's right. Yeah, don't forget right. about us. <laughs> Fishing and singing country music. I think you got this. Think so. You got cows too, so you get to eat steak. It's a good day. It's a good day. 
So, since your family is so heavily involved with cattle, what do you think about Wagyu and, and the other, Ooh. like, freemium premium beef? Expensive do you think meat. It's, do you think it's better? Does it taste better? Have you ever tasted? Yes. It's much better. Really? Yes, sir. It's, huh. it's, just, a, it's just a uh, better quality of meat, different cut. Yeah. Ooh. I've seen the marbling. It, it looks Amazing. insane. It's so much fat to lean ratio that you don't even have to use, like, butter or oil. It just cooks in its own juices. Yeah. Right? Yes, sir. Yes. Wow. Sir. I've yeah. never had it. So. Oh, man. I had it in San Diego last year. <laughs> Wagyu. Oh, it, dude, you could like $100 for one steak. It's so good, though. Yeah, Somebody de- treated it. I definitely have not eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay for it. Somebody. Right. Come on, somebody. <laughs> somebody yeah. treated it. I would have eaten it, too. Man. <laughs> There's Kobe. Another world. There's Kobe beef as well. I wonder the difference between the two. I think one's specifically from a particular village or something. I think you're right. I think Wagyu is, right? Yeah, I think so. But the Kobe beef, I think it's Japanese as well, but from a different area. Is is Uh, Wagyu, is it Australian? Oh, man, I think you might be right. Wagyu? I thought I heard it was Australian. I feel like you might be right. And Kobe's from Japan. Kobe sounds like Japanese. One of them is Japanese. Wagyu is a a Japanese black. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Don't ask me. Probably I just ain't. I don't know. Okay, it was good. You're just like, it was life-changing. Life-changing. Like, I cried as I ate that steak. Oh. Tears down my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the best thing y'all have ever eaten? We're about to talk to Greg, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Got him coming up. What's the that. best thing you've ever eaten? Probably a really good steak. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. How do you like to cook your steaks? I'm a huge char uh barbecue charcoal yeah Yeah. i cook steaks on the barbecue you can have the gas you can have all the other stuff you can't talk like that weber grill me over for dinner weber i haven't haven't invited you for a steak yet but you have been i have been (laughs) i've been there it was fun yeah shout out to omar who i think's watching so omar's a phenomenal cook yes he is yes he's gifted oh there it is he has showed us some love, so they, he's definitely watching. <laughs> <laughs> now, sports analyst Greg Glasscock. All right, he's there. What's up, Greg? Doing all right? I'm great. Don't you always enjoy your intro? I do. That, that fires me up for the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. If that was my intro, it would be my ringtone, too. That's pretty awesome. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Well, I think for the last month or two, somebody was supposed to be sending it to me. Oh, okay. I've sent it to you. There it is. Check that spam filter just in case, and I'll resend it to you just in case, too. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll check it. Yeah. That would be a cool cool ringtone. Yeah, what? Who wouldn't want that? Anyway. (laughs) So, Greg, tell us about sports in Marshall County. I know you just went to the county tournament. Yeah, we just finished up with a county tournament. Believe it or not, there's only a couple uh, weeks left in the regular season. Uh, county tournament went well. Uh, not too many real, real big surprises, I don't guess. Uh, as far as varsity boys and girls go, Gunnersville did sweep, which I was happy about that. The girls, I think, coming in as the one seed, they were expecting to win, you know, expected to win and probably win big. But uh, in the finals, I tell you, Arab uh, gave them all they wanted. And uh, after the game, I even congratulated some of the 
Arab staff and all and said, y'all played a heck of a game. I mean, they played Gunnersville off their feet, and that was a very good game. And then on the boys' side, uh, maybe a little bit surprised who actually made the finals. Uh, Gunnersville played DAR, and it was my first time to see DAR this year, and they've got a very good team. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of firepower. Uh, Came up a little bit short. Gunnersville made a big run in that second quarter, which probably sealed the deal overall. It was hard for DAR to recover. But uh, they love to play fast, and, um, you know, I was concerned if Gunnersville could keep up with their pace. But uh, good game, a lot of excitement in the gym. Uh, every night that I was there, probably the best night as far as atmosphere and it's this is usually the finals matchup but being on the same side of the bracket it was a semi-final matchup between Gunnersville and Alberville mm. and I mean I'm surprised I'm surprised the fire marshal didn't have to close the place down or something. <laughs> I don't think you could have got another person in that night and Gunnersville won by two uh that was a very wow. good game uh, of course the finals was very exciting too so um yeah, got that out of the way, which, you know, as much as uh, the Marshall County Tournament means to the communities and the fans and all, when it comes to the big picture, really doesn't mean anything toward it. You know, you got to win your area games. That's, that's what means something, which some teams in the county have already finished area play. Some are finishing up uh, this week. Uh I'm on my way here in a few minutes to Boaz to see Gunnersville and Boaz tonight, which both those teams have finished county, or excuse me, area play. This is just a county matchup uh, tonight. And then uh, I'll be on the call on the radio. Gunnersville host uh, May Jemison out of Huntsville this Friday night. So, uh, yeah, regular season games this week and next week. And two weeks from now, we'll be talking uh, area tournaments. So, uh, seems like just yesterday we started talking about how exciting it was that basketball was just beginning. And here we are almost at the end of the regular season. So, just like football, it really does go by fast. Yeah, it did. Well, Greg, I appreciate you updating us. I'm glad that went down how it did. And, man, the DAR guys, they're in here now. They were very excited when you you talked about them. Well, they should be excited. Got a great team. I think Coach Jonas, I've known him for a while from his days actually playing at Douglas and then coaching at ARAB and all. I, I think he's done a real good job with that program. I tell you what, another shout out to DAR. Uh, I covered the uh, JV boys game where DAR played Gunnersville in the finals. And I tell you what, there are several guys on that DAR JV team that'll probably be on the varsity level easily next year. They've got some very talented kids on that JV, so congratulations to them for winning the JV uh, final and then making the varsity finals. I think there's a bright future up there in Grant in basketball. Yeah, they they were excited to hear you say that. So, anyway, well, Greg... Greg, I so appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We're looking forward to talking to you next week. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Take care now. Yes, sir. Bye, Greg. Bye. So do you play basketball still? No, sir. I I actually quit this year. I've played my whole entire life. Did the coach cry? No, he's upset, though. I understand that. Which, 
Man, but you understood though. But I got burned out over it. Yeah, that's a grind. But we last year was his first year, man, and he brought a new kind of buzz around our around our school, man. Yeah. And, and last year we had some guys a little undersized. We couldn't really compete. It was a little streaky. But this year we brought a bunch of guys back. Got some really good seniors. We got eight seniors, I think. Wow. Yeah. And we are. Hence why they played so good. We almost. I thought we was like one three away from tying the state record for most threes hit in the game. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We, state we, record. Wow. We can shoot when we want. To. Yes. But Gunnersville though was a uh, man. It was. It was. We used to beat the crap out of some teams to get to the championship game. We got the Gunners. We hung with them for, like you said, the second quarter, and they went on a little run. Their athleticism kind of got to us, and we made some dumb minimal mistakes. But once we got there, and they kind of got ahead. We came out of halftime, cut it to like a single-digit game again, and then they hit like three and just killed them momentum. But you know, now we have a – as soon as we leave here, I'm headed back home and get ready to go to the game. We have an area game tonight against New Hope. Nice. And they're our biggest rivals. I hope you pull that. Sir? Tear them up. <laughs> so you show up to all the games. Yes, sir. I try yeah. to. Love it. Love it. Hey, in a minute, Stephen is going to pop up this. So we're at the end of the show right there. That is called Buzzer Beater, and we're going to tell people where to find us when the show is over. So I will say that, and I will tell you, uh, you can find us on Instagram, and you'll say that. What does at, it say? At Varsity Radio Show. Okay. You'll say Facebook. You'll say Twitter. Steven will do TikTok. I'll finish with podcast. say Facebook at Varsity Radio. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 40 seconds. And then if you want to bust out and singing a country song, we will not be heard. <laughs> Our feelings. Hey, I'll do the rap not. section. You didn't. That's right. There it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Look, you just, can you, I just created something beautiful. Right. <laughs> anyway. can, you beat, can you beat Box? Uh, yes and no. I don't do it in public, but I, I can. Not in public. <laughs> not in public. <laughs> I had a, where I come from, there's everybody that was like, you know better than I can, but I can do it. Some people that ever hear me are like, oh, "He's all right." But nothing of any great I talent. I would say he's phenomenal. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I can do it. It Seven doesn't sound seconds. terrible, but it's not anything special. The buzzer beater. That sound lets you know where you can find us when the show is over. You can find us at Instagram at the Instagram Varsity Radio Show. Yeah, you can find oh. us at Facebook. Facebook the Varsity Radio Show. You can find us at Twitter at Varsity Radio Show 885. Of course, on TikTok at Varsity Radio Show. And podcasts, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Hey, we are so glad that you were part of this show today. We never take it for granted. We think you guys are fantastic. Hey, we want to tell you also, though, people who make this place so wonderful. The fuel of the varsity is the Char Burger. It's the home of the famous Char Grill Wildcat Burger, Philly Cheesesteak, and Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings, and B and B video games. They're right by the Pizza Hut, as any 80s style anything should be. Uh, there's an 80s style arcade in the back, a video game retail store in the front. That is B and B video games. Hey guys, we are honored again. Like I said, that you joined us today. Hope you learned something about fishing. D A R. And my man, Philip Dutra. He's super cool. Anyway, we want you to come back next week. Same varsity time, same varsity place. 88.5 JFM, the varsity radio show.